Welcome, friends, to The Hero Beside Me, the podcast that seeks to explore the professional and private lives of working dogs of all kinds. For thousands of years, humans and canines have shared a special bond and an essential partnership, which continues to grow in importance in our society today. Dogs are helping humans in a myriad of ways, performing essential tasks that only they can perform. The more we learn about them, the more endless their potential seems to be. It is my goal to document the way these amazing animals are making an indelible mark on our world with their astonishing abilities, incredible drive, insatiable zest for life, and unconditional love, which they generously bestow upon their humans. Join me as I explore the wonder of these canine heroes beside us. Listeners, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. In today's episode, I bring you along as I visit the Mount Rose Ski Resort near Lake Tahoe. While there, we'll have the chance to tag along as Mount Rose Ski Patrol team does some training scenarios with their avalanche rescue canines. Our guide for this whole experience is Paulette Schneider, a now retired but longtime ski patroller and avalanche rescue canine handler. She'll give us the scoop on the role of an avalanche rescue dog, and walk us through the training scenarios that we'll be witness to. When it comes to being buried in an avalanche, time is obviously of the essence, and there's nothing as timely as a dog's nose. Join me as I observe a work day for these amazing dogs and their handlers. Listeners, welcome to the show. We have a fun one for you today. Today I'm at Mount Rose Ski Resort and I'm going to be hanging out with the avalanche rescue dogs that they have here. And my hostess is Paulette Schneider. Paulette, tell us about yourself. Hi, I'm Paulette and uh, I've been working at Mount Rose for over 30 years. And my last job there for the last three years before I retired last year was to work and be the head trainer with the avalanche rescue dogs in their training program. I had a dog of my own who went through the program, and she was on the mountain for six years before she passed away. Okay, so what does an avalanche rescue dog do? Uh, the avalanche rescue dog is called to the scene of an avalanche where it's suspected that some people are buried, or if it's unknown if they might be buried in the avalanche, and it's the dog's job to search the avalanche using their nose there are all scent dogs. They've been trained to use their nose and they are to search the area to find any articles, any buried uh, people, or their job is to clear the area and be able to give you confidence that there's no one buried. If they find the scent of someone, do they start digging or do they bark or what do they do? Every avalanche dog has their own kind of alert most of them, then the one that ones that I train, we want them to dig right away, and then you go and help them. You want them to dig as far as they can into the spot. Other dogs have been trained to give an alert by a bark, or some will just sit down right at the spot and not move. Uh, it depends on how they've been trained or how they've reacted and shown you where the spot is. 
Our dogs have to be able to ride on a snowmobile to get to a location, and they also have to be, of course, ride on a chairlift to get to their station at the top of the mountain. How do they ride a snowmobile? Do, like... uh, usually, uh, it depends on the dog and the handler, how they've trained the dog to ride it. I think Bacchus rides in front of, of uh, Devon, and Devon reaches around and does the throttle and stuff. Uh, I think that Carmen rides in uh, Wendy's lap and somebody else drives her. And my dog would sit in the back seat by herself and she would just lean with every turn and she that was her favorite mode of transportation. Wow. What do they wear? They have a vest that, rec that identifies them as a search and rescue dog or they say various things. And the vests are made uh, strong enough and they, in case you were on a lift with your dog and you had to evacuate, you need to be able to uh, belay your dog to the snow. So the vest has to be uh, one that's certified for belaying a dog. So it, also, so it has to be like a harness as well. Yeah. Yes. How does scent behave differently in snow or uh, it doesn't so much. It percolates. Snow is a whole bunch of crystals that are stacked in there. And there's air spaces that between all those snow crystals. And the the uh, the scent rises. You've heard warm air rises. Well, the scent is warmer than the snow. And so it's what we say is that it percolates through the snow and it works its way to the top. Whereas if you were doing a search outside in dry land search um the, the search is more the scent i'm sorry the scent is more apt to be affected by wind than it is on the coming up through the snow although at once it gets to the top of the snow it it can be affected by wind and how do you train an avalanche dog we train our dogs using the reward of play playtime and praise. They uh, start really, you start with uh, runaways. So you take one person and, and uh, send them running away, calling to the dog, and then they will hide behind a tree or something. So they're easy to find. And then you tell the dog, you use certain commands that you use with your dog. I train them to use the word search and you turn them loose and they go and find that person. And so it just builds from there. The, they're watching the person go and hide behind the tree so they know where that person is. And then you slowly make the problems harder and harder so that they don't know and they can't see, but they go and search. And then when they find whatever it is that we're looking for, the the reward again is play. And so we have usually their favorite toy. We play tug, we play fetch, we play anything. And we get them, give them reward of three to five minutes after each problem. And they should have a good play drive. So you just build on that. They know again, because you've praised them and played with them and they think it's a fun game. They, each person that runs and hides or uh, has their favorite toy, and so you do a lot of tug, and and so they know that their toy is is going to be with the person, 
initially that they learn that. Then you start going with uh, like uh, digging like a coffin or a trench in the snow. And then the person runs down and jumps down in the trench. And then uh, the dog can go and look. And they get used to them being down in the snow. You don't bury them yet. After the dog gets that, then you start with laying them in the trench and sort of half burying them. So they get used to seeing some person with snow on top. And then we get to the point where we cover the person totally with snow. And we usually try to hold the toy, their favorite toy, close to the face because we want the dogs to go for the face so that we can get air to the, the victim. Does the face smell different than the, than the rest of the body? No, but the breath, mm, the, sure. the breath comes out. We want them to do that. They don't all do that they, because the smell is coming out of the whole body. But we're trying to get them to go to the face if they can so that we can get air to the uh, buried person. Um, we do that with trenches and then we go slowly to digging snow caves and um, we have to get the dogs accustomed to going into a dark snow cave so that when they, we put someone in it, we play in the cave for a while. We play games and tug and whatever so they get used to being inside a snow cave. And then we, might, then we start putting somebody in there, but we don't cover up the entrance to the snow cave. And so they'll have the toy. We'll let the dog find them, and they'll, we'll all pay, play for three or five five minutes and everybody you just you act like a maniac when you're playing with the dogs you just go crazy and because they just love that it's an activity that they get to be in and they think it's fun we we think it's fun and uh, that's their reward we don't use food or anything like that it's all a play drive good girl Carmen yeah 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 good girl good girl yeah then after that, then we start putting a, a door on it and closing in the snow cave. So it makes it a little harder. They have to sniff through the snow to see where the smell is coming from. And then they have to, we want them to dig into the snow cave and find that person. And again, it's a party. Afterward, they find them. Everybody that's around plays. And um, once we do that, they're pretty good and we just do drills as often as we can every week uh two or three drills a week if we can we also train them on searching for articles because articles of people that have gone down in a slide might be a clue as to their trajectory of where they might be so if there's a trail of articles coming down the hill we'll kind of it helps us narrow into where the person might be buried so we train with uh old wool sweaters. We use wool a lot if we can. We, we go to Goodwill and get as many old wool sweaters as we can. And uh, people, patrollers sitting at the top, put the sweaters inside their coats and stuff or sit on them so that they get a really strong smell. And so we do the same thing with the articles. They start by just laying them in a trench and then we start covering them with a little snow and then we start covering them with a lot of snow and then we start burying them at certain depths then they get deeper and deeper we put the snow on top of them lighter so because these are not going to be as strong smelling as people so uh, we bury those in different places we do the same drill that we do with people um, tell them to search or whatever their command dog is to their dog some people use find it or go find it 
it's whatever the handler who is in charge of the dog decides that they want to use. Most of our dogs here, we use the word search. And are most handlers ski patrollers? Here at Mount Rose, they're all ski patrollers. After Paulette gave me the scoop, it was time to watch these dogs train. I jumped on a snowmobile behind a patroller named Ian and headed to the training area, which was on a slope among pine trees, not far from the skiers and snowboarders enjoying the resort and the beautiful weather. All right, all ready. got there, Paulette gave Wendy, one of the dog handlers, the brief for the training scenario. So we had an avalanche here through Little Red. Yeah. The boundary, the toe is the boundary right here. The report is one person, possibly one person buried, but we're unsure. Okay. And um, it's been about 20 minutes. So whatever you guys can do, that would be great. All right, 20 minutes. And you said that this is the toe down here. This is the toe. Boundaries the, are... The boundaries are these fuzzy trees here okay. and that great big tree there. Okay. And it goes back to some big trees in the back there. You, you can okay. see the tops of them. Excellent. And that's your, that's your uh, that's our work area. One, one person buried. Yes. That's the report. You ready to work? You ready to work? Okay, go search! Good girl! Yay! Good girl! Wendy released her dog, Carmen and Carmen began searching her surrounding area for the scent of a person buried beneath the snow. So after she gritted through the snow, the first thing she found was the buried person and uh, the buried person had her toy, so she was very excited to play with that. The ski patroller grids and looks for clues as they go through and the dog grids and looks for smells. So she found our buried victim quite quickly. So the patroller now, after she's buried one of the buried victims, she and the dog are working now for clues, any clues that they can find. Uh, they'll look for articles that might belong to this person that we already rescued. And we're looking for clues that uh, belong to maybe somebody else. The articles are from those big trees, one over here and one up by the, that group of trees, I think. Oh, I think she found an article. Get it, get it, get it. Search. Carmen found a really good buried one. This was a big, heavy one. This is a backpack. And what kind of special considerations do you have to have for a dog searching in the snow as opposed to searching in other environments? Well, they need to have a good coat, um, you know, enough hair to keep them warm. Um, they need, again, they need to have the play drive. And um, 
they need to be comfortable in the snow. It, they need to be big enough that they can get through like maybe up to two feet of snow. Once an avalanche happens, usually the snow settles so it's a little more firm when you're going across it. So um, that and you, they need to have endurance and they need to be, uh, have, um, you need to be able to control them. They need to have some obedience and obedience is something that they start with before they come on the mountain so that, that you have some commands already in your toolbox to help control the dog when, because you can see by Carmen that she was very excited and uh, you want to be able to direct that excitement and that play. How long can a person survive if they've been buried by an avalanche? At, at 30 minutes, they got a 50-50 chance. At an hour, they only have like a 10% chance. Do are avalanche search dogs used in the wilderness as well? Or mostly only at ski resorts? They're like if, if an avalanche occurs in the back country. Yeah, they can get called to that. It's not just at the ski resort. So they call the ski resort and ask them to deploy their teams? Yes. Sometimes they have to get helicoptered in uh, if it's in the back country. So the dogs have to get used to being in a helicopter. While Carmen continued to pull at the buried backpack, and Paulette continued to educate me about avalanche rescue dogs, another dog and handler team were on their way to the training site. 202, we're burying somebody right now, so I'll let you know. And it's going to be in the area of that point where Return Road and Little Red merge, so you can come in a little high of that maybe, and then work your way down. We're going to have a witness waiting for you. Copy that. I can uh, start bringing Bacchus down toward the turnaround and then stage there. This is going to be uh, Bacchus, and his handler's name is Devin. And uh, Bacchus is about seven years old. He's been doing this for a while. Wendy, let me know when you're in position. So the uh, patroller is going to approach the site. We have a witness. The witness is going to meet him and give him the details of like how many there were skiing uh, together. If she's, um, if she thinks there's one or two or however many could possibly be buried in there. He'll uh, also start searching with his avalanche transceiver as well as using the Again, we've put out some articles and um, for the dog to find and one buried person. Ah, uh, here he comes. Now we can hear the dog approaching. He's barking. He's excited. These dogs love their job. They know what they're going to be doing when, the, when their handler brings them into an area. And uh, they, they get all jazzed up about it.
Again, this is Devin, and the dog is Bacchus. He's a golden retriever. These bigger dogs are kind of preferred because uh, they can go through deep snow and stuff. However, uh, the smaller dogs are preferred by some because they can be carried into a scene. You don't have to tire them out by skiing them down into it. Because, you know, you never know if a search is going to take uh, 15 minutes or hours. So you try to conserve the dog's energy on the way to the site, if at all possible. Some people bring them down in um, the sleds, the ski patrol sleds. Um, some people ride down in the chair and then snowmow them to the area. And uh, it just depends on how you want to do your dog. We'd like for them not to run too much downhill because it's bad for their joints. So what we're seeing now is uh, the patroller is working a grid. The dog either follows along or runs along ahead in the direction. He works all the snow around the patroller as he goes. He's looking for any kind of scent that is not above the snow, but something that's coming from below the snow. Get it, get it, get it! Get it, get it! So uh, Bacchus found um, Ian and dug him out, and they're all playing with him. That's the reward is the play. So it was really fun to watch him. He came here. He ran by it. All of a sudden, his head whipped around, and he he smelled you from about where he was right then. And But he didn't dig. He moved on to look for something, and then he came back to it. But it, watching him go by and as soon as he hit the scent he flipped around and went in your direction and that's what you want to see you want to see him using their nose after Bacchus successfully found his hidden subject it was my turn to hide in the snow cave for a photo op I had gotten into Carmen's snow cave earlier, but I wanted to try it a second time to get better photos than I had gotten in the first cave. So the next exercise, we're putting Shauna, the photographer, in the dog hole, the snow cave, because we want her to be able to get some shots of, the, of Carmen digging to her and getting excited about the toy that, uh, th that Shauna is gonna be sitting on. A snow cave is just like it sounds, we dig a hole in the snow, kind of in the side of a hill, it's a little bit easier, and someone fits in that. And then we cover the entrance of the cave up so the dog doesn't see the person. They'll, they can smell and uh, find them that way because the, the uh, smells percolate out of the snow. There's a lot of air spaces in snow. And then a trench is just like, it's like a coffin. It's just like a ditch where a body would lay in it. So I'm inside a snow cave right now. And one of the ski patrollers is closing the hole to this snow cave so that the dogs can come dig me out. The snow cave is just big enough for me, a five foot four inch woman. 
curl up into a ball and I have a little bit of space for my legs if I need to uncurl them. I hope you can get some of that. Oh, what you got, bud? What you got? What you got? What's in there? What's that, bud? Bacchus at the entrance to the cave. Hi, Bacchus! Good boy! Good boy, Bacchus! Being in the cave was a fun experience, and if you follow the Hero Beside Me photography project that I'm working on, you'll be able to see some of the photos that I took while inside it. You can follow the project at www.herobeside.me. After the training session with Carmen and Bacchus, we all took a brief ride on the ski lift, another photo up, and then Paulette and I headed back down the mountain. What's it like being an avalanche rescue dog handler? <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever, if you ask me. For uh, our job as professionals, being able to have a dog and spend an, as much time as you can with them. Uh, they go to work with you day, it, every day. You take your dog to work and you try to work with them. It's great to be able to watch them in their training steps as they progress through their training, see how uh, they how smart they are and how they catch on to what you're gonna what you're doing and how they progress through those steps and become a, a certified avalanche dog. It's the best. Well, thank you and thank you to the Mount Rose Ski Patrol team for being on the show today. Listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode and learn something new about the amazing things dogs can do. If you did, please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and review it so that others can find it. If you'd like to say hi or comment on this or any other episode, feel free to reach out at hello at herobeside.me or on social media at herobeside.me. As always, thanks for listening, and be sure to give the canine hero beside you some extra love today.